What are we doing to do now? Something fun, right? Yeah. The Lord's going to help us. You guys, you guys believing with me? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think uh, that plane's probably hitting the ground about right now, so me and you are going to have to spend Friday night together. Amen? We're going to have fun though, right? God shows us good things every time. Every time. He, he lets me... You know, I count on Him because you don't want to listen to me. It's being honest with you. You don't want... If Dave starts talking, you'll know it real quick. Amen? Because it ain't going to be good. Right? You guys with me tonight? Hook up with me. We're going to see something good. Amen? Amen. Let's look at... Uh, Mm, let's start in Romans 13. Romans 13. Glory to God. We're going to talk about... The title of my message is Dressed for Success. Amen? And I know you're sitting there saying, Dave, I don't know how anybody could dress any nicer than you. And it's all about the shoes. I know it. But you know what? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Glory to God. And God's got a way of us to dress. Amen? And guess what we're going to talk about? Love. That's right. Man, I like to talk about the love of God. Amen, don't you? That's what we're dressed in, isn't it? Amen? And when you dress, you got to take off something, you got to put something on, Right? When when you're talking, uh, when we're looking at this tonight, look at the things we got to put off and the things we got to put on. Amen. Because you want to put off the old self, you want to put on the new. Amen. We want to put off the old way of thinking that got sick and broke and tired and quit, and we want to put on the new one that's being renewed and strengthened day after day after day. That's that's the kind of things we're talking about tonight. Amen. And in Romans 13. Verse 12, I got it in here somewhere, started backwards in my notes again. Verse 12, it says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand, let us therefore cast off works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Glory to God. He's saying you got to cast something off to put something on. You know, and that's important before we ever start tonight because so many people, they're trying to keep their old stuff and cover it up with their armor of light. It won't work that way. It won't, you don't want to keep the old stuff. You know, they, they keep it, let me rephrase that. I, can't, I try to keep it, none of you do, in case we ever want to have a fit or we just won't want to live live the way we're supposed to that day, or if we want to have an excuse for selfishness, we could, we could think of a thousand reasons not to get rid of the old stuff before we put on the new. Amen? But we want to put on the new. We want to walk in the love that God has given us to walk in, the light that He's given us. We've been talking about walking in the light on Sundays. Amen? That light. And we want to walk in that light. If you look at uh, verse 14... It says, but put you, put, King James, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That's just what we were talking about before. Making no provision for the flesh is refusing to leave anything on except 
putting His stuff back on. It's, it's, right? It's getting rid of all the other stuff. Right? It's, it's, it's getting rid of the, of the selfish, let's just go with it, selfishness. That's it. <laughs> you get rid of selfishness, all that other stuff will go along. Amen? Because selfishness, what I'm, I'm, I'm studying and I'm looking and I'm like, well, I thought hate was the opposite of love, but I'm pretty certain selfishness is the opposite of love. Selfishness is the most ugly thing. Right? And it is the nature of the flesh. It is the exact nature of our flesh. We don't have to do anything, as Brother Moore says, to be selfish except wake up in the morning. Amen? That's all you got to do. Right? And so we want to put that off and make no provision for it. Make no, you know, in other words, well, you know, I'm just going to keep this little bit just, just in case. Or, or, you know what? You don't know what they did. That's making provision for the flesh. Right? You know, here, here's, here's what selfishness does. It says, well, you don't know what I've been through, brother. You, you know, I've got to protect myself. You don't, you don't know what they did to me. You know, I'll never have this. I never got that. I ne- right? Here, here, here every sentence starts with I. Or they didn't do this for me. Yeah. Or, right? When, when we get into selfishness, that's what happens to us. That, that's, what we start, that's how we start talking. That's how we start believing. That's how we start living. And, and when you really get deep into it and you make provision after provision for your flesh, you no longer can hear the truth. You, you'll no longer hear it. People go, oh, oh, but God's good and He's got a good plan for you. He's gonna, something good's going to happen today. You'll go, oh, no, yeah, you don't know. You don't know my bills. <laughs> you know, I know God's good, but i got bills, brother. Yeah. Oh, and the doctor said this. So, you know, I, you, you just don't understand. Guys, people don't think, look at that as selfishness. That's selfishness. Why? Because it, it's focused on you. Sickness is one of the most selfish things you could ever do because you, it, it causes you to almost have to focus on you 100% of the time. Amen? And it's, it's one of the, debt is the same way. What's debt do? It takes your mind. It takes your body. It, you know, people say, well, I can't go to church. I gotta work. I gotta do this. I, I'm in debt. I can't do this. The things of this world take you away from God. Amen? The, the leaning to the flesh, leaning to the things of this world, they will take us away from God. Amen? And so we don't want to live that way, do we? So we're gonna look at how not to. We're not going to look at it. We, know, we all know how to be selfish. I don't need to spend any time teaching on how you can be selfish or how, how people... You know what? Everybody knows how, right? And so we're, not, we're purposed in our heart already that we're not doing that. Amen? We're, we're going to look at how you can live the life of love. Amen? Look at Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Put it up in the NIV first. And be ready to put it up in the Message Bible. Ephesians 5, verse 1. I'm sorry, that's what you're in. Verse 1 and 2 are what we're going to look at in the NIV. It says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us, and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Jesus never spent one day 
saying, guys, leave me alone today because I'm going to have to die for you all, and I just don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, I, I got this going on. You know, I don't, you know, you're making me mad anyway. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to do it. You know, he, he didn't do that. You know, he had a struggle in the garden because he knew what, what was ahead. But the, the joy and the, and the joy, it says he, do, he endured the cross for the joy set before him. Amen? Amen? Yeah. The joy. He was getting ready to go to hell and the joy is what's, what kept him going. Right? Not the have to. People say, oh, he had to or we'd have went to hell. No, he still didn't have to. Even on the cross, he said, don't you know that I could call 12 legions of angels? And we'd be out of here just like that? He didn't have to. He never had to. He did it because he got to. Because this love drove him to do it. Amen? This life of love. Look at this in the uh, Message Bible. We got it in the message? Because I don't have it, so you're going to have to put it up or we're just going to walk around here. There we go. (laughs) Watch what God does. Imitate God, right? Follow God. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with Him and learn a life of love. There's that life of love again. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. Oh, I, li- I like when you're talking about... Who, who wants some extravagant love? You know, you, when somebody says, oh, I love you, and you, you feel like they love you about that much, and then you got that other person says, man, I love you. And you just feel like they spent the world on you with that love. That was extravagant love. I like extravagant love. Amen? His love wasn't cautious. In other words, he didn't think about it. He didn't worry about it. He said, oh, well, should I go down? Oh, I just don't know. No. No, no. He it was not cautious at all. It was extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something. Hmm? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't. You know, and so many times, you know, love turns into manipulation. Right? Oh, if, if you love me, you do this. Or I'll do this for you because I love you so much. And then later on they say, oh, I guess you didn't remember I made you those cookies. <laughs> All right? Well, that really ain't love, is it? That's not the life of love. That's not the kind of love we're talking about today. Amen? That's not the kind of love we're going to talk about at all. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. I like that translation. Love like that. Glory to God. How about, how about that kind of love? The kind of love that we want to have for others is not to get something from them, but to get something to them. Amen? We want to be able... This weekend, we're going to have a whole bunch of people here. Guests, we're going to have visitors, we're going to have people who don't know the Lord. And we don't, we're not looking to get something from them. We're looking to get something to them. Amen? Amen? We want to walk in that kind of love all day long. We want to walk in that kind of love all night long. We want, we, we want to live in that kind of love. Amen? But that's how Jesus said they'll know you. Right? How, does it, how, do, how are Christians supposed to be recognized? By their love. Not, not their love to get something, but their love to give something. Amen? Our hearts should always be looking for what we can give next. 
Amen? And, and, right? Right? And, and the thing about it is, if you look back at the NIV version, it says that He gave Himself up as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice. Right? A, a sweet sacrifice. Amen? What, what does that mean to me? Well, we know by studying here at Faith Life Church that an, an acceptable offering has to be a willing offering. And a cheerful giver has to give it. Amen? So not only was Jesus a giver, He was a willing, cheerful giver. You know, I know they show these pictures of Him, and you know what? I'm sure there was pain, and I'm sure that... But you know what? He did it with joy. Every step. He knew everything He was doing. He, he had no doubt in His mind when this thing was over, you were saved. Amen? In His heart, He, he had no problems. He was settled in love. And love kept Him going. Amen? And love is what keeps us from quitting on people. Can you imagine Jesus? They're sitting there spitting on Him. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, they've already beat Him to where you can't even note, recognize Him. Now they're spitting at Him, calling Him names. And He looks out and says, Father, forgive them. Love forgives. Right? Yes. He, he couldn't do anything else. That's what love does. Right? It's not, and I'm not saying He didn't have the choice. Here's, here's your good first double negative. He couldn't not do it. Amen? He couldn't not do it because the love in Him compelled Him to do it. Amen? And that's the kind of God we serve. Glory to God. Amen? And Jesus, and then He says, be like Him. Because if you look at this verse, it says, just as Christ, the first of it says, be imitators of God. Jesus was an imitator of God. He was merely doing what He knew the Father would do. He was following His Father. Right? He was an imitator of God, a follower of God. Amen? Jesus was not selfish. Right? We, we, get around, we, we can get away from all that selfish thing. Love always looks to the needs of others. Right? There's, there's two words that separate in one's love and one's lust. Lust looks after its own needs. Love looks after the needs of others. Some, many people call lust love. Right? They say, oh, I need you. I need... No. <laughs> that ain't love. No. That's not love. Right? Love is looking after your needs. Love is there for you. Love is about you. It's looking... It's looking... What can I get to you? How can I help you? Love is perfect. And love never fails. Amen? Amen? And, and Jesus walked in that love and then said, we can do it too. And it is an offering. Right? You know, it's, it is an offering for us too, just like it was for Jesus. Because you have to put your flesh under to do it. And I don't mean this kind of offering. Oh, i got to walk in love because I'm a Christian. And we Christians, we have to walk in love. So, you know, I'm going to be good to you. I don't want to, but we have to walk in love. So, I love you. No. For the joy set before you. For the joy set before you. Paul went to jail to get a man saved. His thought through the whole thing was, I'm here for a purpose and it's not to be in jail. 
right? Everywhere he went, love was directing him, and that man got saved because he was willing to sacrifice himself gladfully. There's your gladfully word. Joyfully. Amen? To get that man saved. And his whole household. Glory to God. That's the kind of love we want to have. You know, and the thing is, is we, we can start with that love for others, but we've got to start with it in our own house. Amen. Right? In your home here and in this house. Amen? God is very specific in His direction on how He directed the church to love one another. He directed us as the body to love one another. Amen? And he, then He told us how to walk in that God kind of love on a constant basis. Amen? You guys believing with me, right? Okay, keep stay in Ephesians. Just flip a page back. We're going to work back to 5. To, we're going to start in 422, though. Remember what selfishness says. It says, what about me? Right? That's what selfishness says. Love says, what about you? Amen? You guys remember that song? What about me? It isn't fair. I don't have enough and I want my share. You guys never heard of dating myself. That's a 70s song. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who knows that song? Come on. All right. All right. It's, it's a song. It is. Right? And it's supposed to be a good song, but it ain't a Christian song, and it ain't gospel. Amen? <laughs> what about me ain't what Jesus asked, so it ain't what we ask. Amen? Guess I'll never have this. That's another. So this is, these are things that selfishness say. And their answers... When when a, when a when a brother or sister come up to you and say, "Oh, come on, you can't quit. This is going to happen. We're believing with you." So, oh, no, I'll never have it. I'm just going to have to sacrifice. I'm just going to have to offer myself. No, that's not an acceptable offering. We don't want that. Jesus don't want that kind of offering. God don't want that kind of offering. He wants somebody who's glad and ready to do it, not give, not doing it out of necessity. Nobody in here has to walk in love. Right? None of us. Not one person in here has to walk in love. We cannot walk in love all day long. Amen? Or we can refuse the flesh and we can walk in the newness of life that God created for us. Amen? Amen. Look at Ephesians 22. Or 422. <laughs> I don't think there is a chapter 22 unless you've got a really weird Bible. <laughs> Ephesians 4.22 says, you were taught... Uh, you're gonna, yeah, go to NIV, thank you. You know, I, I try to read King James for a little while, but then reading it back to you, you know, we're going to need an interpreter. So we're going to go with the NIV. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Put off. Put off your old self. You gotta. You can't. You can't keep your old self and then expect to put on put on your new self. Can't have both. First of all, you're going to be double-minded and you're going to get nothing from God, right? You can't have part of your old self. You can't say, "Well, I kind of like this about me." No, you don't like it about you. It's even what you think you like is a deception. <laughs> There's nothing about the old flesh that's good. There's not. 
And if you watch it close, you'll see it every time. It is corrupted by deceitful desires. Deceitful desires are meisms. Right? <laughs> meisms. Right? It's all about me. Right? Right? Isn't that what a deceitful desire? In other words, I desire it because I want it. Give it to me as much as I can get and as fast as I can get it. And if it hurts you, I don't care. That is me-isms. You live in the nation of me. You serve the God of, of I. Right? And that's, what, and that's what we do when we continue to walk by the flesh, live in the flesh, do things in the flesh that's corrupt. It, we don't have, the flesh does not have the ability to love. Your old self does not have the ability to truly love or the capability to contain love. Right? The best it can do is the fake emotion. Right? Oh, I just love you so much. I feel so so strongly towards you. Mm. <laughs> until you until you mess with them, and then they're going to punch you in the nose because they don't really love you. Amen. Real love, real love gets kicked and gets back up and hugs you. Amen. And does and buys your dinner. Whew, that'd be a tough one. I better preach to myself a little while on that. Glory to God. We, that you were taught in regard with your former way of life to put off your old self. Get rid of it. Put it off. Get rid of it. The, the, right? Get rid of all of it. It doesn't say get rid of part of your old self. It says get rid of your old self. Amen? Rid of me-isms. Let me give you one more. When you make a decision, do you make it because, on, based on how it affects you? Or how it affects somebody, or how it affects others. My, I was, my daughter, you know, she used to ask me if she could do this or do that, and I'd, I'd sit there and think a minute, and I'd look, I'd sit back and think, now how am I thinking about this? And what I was really thinking is, now what am I going to have to do? And how's this going to affect me? And, and then I'd make my decision based on that. Now, would that be love at all? And it definitely can't be Holy Spirit directed. Right? It's, it's not a way of making decisions. Your flesh will not make a quality decision. It will make a backwards, for itself decision. Right? And it'll miss out on some great things. Because it'll say, well, this just works better for me, so this is how we're going to do it. Well, did you pray? Did you ask God? Do you know? You don't. You just know that your flesh likes it, it feels good, and you don't have to get off your easy chair to do it. Let's go to the next thing here. <laughs> right? The easiest way is not always the love way. Amen? The easiest way, in fact, is it's going to be the hardest on your flesh. But if you take that way, it will be the easiest way. And it will be the way where there's strength. It will be the way where there's power. It will be the way that you'll make it. And it will be the way that you help others on the way. Amen? Because it's not about you. Right? Christianity is not about you. Right? right? <laughs> it's not. Your faith is, is so you can believe with others and believe for others. And yeah, you can believe in some good stuff yourself, but you, we don't want selfish anything. 
Faith motivated only towards itself will never love. Okay. Ephesians 4, verse 23. <laughs> to be made new... This is that... We had two, 4.22 said you're corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in, attitude, in the attitude of your minds. <clears throat> Glory to God. That's verse 23. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self. This is what you were taught. This is how you were taught. This was the regards you were taught in. It was to be made new in the attitude of your mind. What, what are you going to have to do? Your mind only believes what it sees, th- sees smells, hears, tastes, and feels. It is totally motivated and believes only what the five senses can make it believe. Right? If you say it's hot, it'll say, I don't know that. And, you know, it'll, it'll have to reach. That's how dumb your mind is. You could tell it it's hot and it wouldn't believe you till it touched it. <laughs> or it saw steam. It, it, that's, I'm serious. The carnal mind has no faith ability. It believes in nothing except for the things that it feels. And, it's, and it is feeling led. That's why he says you've got to be made new in the attitude of your mind. You can't think the way, you, the way the carnal mind thinks. You can't do things the way the carnal mind does things. You can't, just because you feel this way doesn't mean that's right. Right? In fact, is it probably means it's wrong. Right? Because we don't want to be feeling led. Right? Because if we are, a lot of you probably wouldn't even come to church tonight. <laughs> None of y'all would, right? Don't you ever sit there on Friday night about 6 o'clock and you're thinking, man, this easy chair is sure feeling pretty good. <laughs> what would it be like to lay out a Friday night? Maybe I call Wayne tell him I'm not going to usher. Maybe See, I don't even think it, so... <laughs> I don't think it at all. I'm not saying my mind doesn't try to think it, but it's like... Uh-uh, it's not going to happen, so get up and go to church. And you know what? That's what you got to do a lot of times. I mean, it's, it's, it is as simple as that. Um, no, it's not about you. You're going to church. Right? Um, you are going to church because that's what you do on Friday nights, and, and it affects others by you doing so. Amen? And so, you know, it, it, but we could be led by our feelings. Amen? But we're not going to. We're going to renew our mind. Amen? We're going to be made new in the attitude of our mind. Amen? In other words, we're not just going to do it different. We're going to want to do it different. Right? Because, you know, a lot of people do things different. But, you know, I've always told people when I ask them if they want to do something for me, and if they say, yeah, I'll do it, I say, never mind, I'll get that myself. I don't want people doing stuff for me that don't want to do it. I don't want people working for me that don't want to work for me. I don't want... I don't care how good they are at it. Amen? I don't like people that don't want to do something to it. And I've been one of those people, so I know what I don't like. <laughs> I know when they said, they said, hey, we're going to move churches and we're going to get it ready in six weeks. I'm like, yeah, I'll help. <laughs> okay, what time are you going to be there in the morning? I'll be there. And I was there, 7 o'clock. I was there, just like this. Okay, what are we going to do now? Yeah, that'll get done, sure. Okay, let's try it. Oh, yeah, we're right. We're going to get done in six weeks. I didn't you just hear what they said? We can't get this building permit. We can't do that. Apparently, you're not listening. But Oh, but I'm here to help. Here I am. Come on. I can just see Mrs. Moore. She had to be happy to come in every morning to get that kind of help. 
I'm surprised she didn't just send me home. Well, she did. She jerked the sock out of me is what she did. She said, hey, are you going to help or not? And I said, I'm here. And she goes, that ain't help. Here ain't help, is it? Right? I needed to get a renewed mind. I needed to get a new attitude. Right? I needed to get rid of that old attitude, get that new attitude that wanted to help and believed that what God said could happen no matter what people were saying. See, love will believe that. Your flesh won't because it doesn't want to. First, it doesn't want to have to work that hard. Right? Because the first thing it sees, ooh, that's work. Yuck. You mean we're going to have to not only, we're going to have to work 16 and 18 hours a day and sometimes 24? Well, that ain't me. I didn't raise my hand. Who volunteered me? <laughs> right? <laughs> Glory to God. God volunteered me. He said, you got it in you. You got it in you. Do it. After she jerked the slack out of me, we got her done. Amen? But, you know, I'm not too proud to admit I had to have the slack jerk jerked out of me. There you go. I had to have the jerk slacked out of me too. I did have to have all that. Being made new in the attitudes of your minds and to put on... <laughs> and to put on the new self. Amen? The one that says, yeah, let's get this done. This is going to affect people. I may never know what happened because this church started in six weeks, but in heaven someday I'll know. And that's enough for me. That's enough for the new self. Amen? It's not enough for your flesh. It's not going to keep your flesh going. Your flesh don't even care. But your new self does. Your new self that's led by the Spirit, that, that's strengthened by the Holy Ghost, that, that does things out of love, right? That self wants to do it. Amen? And it knows the value of what it's doing. And it knows it doesn't have to see it. So your old self would have to see it. You'd have to show it. you say, we're going to start this church in six weeks because there are going to be some people come and, and they probably wouldn't hear the gospel otherwise if this church wasn't here. And you'd say, well, show me the people. Need the slack jerked out. <laughs> yeah, amen? No, that's not how it works. Amen? Right? Because love enhances your ability to do things. It, it gives you, it takes what's in you and, and strengthens it and causes it to work. Right? Selfishness impairs your ability to even judge what you ought to do. Right? <laughs> because it'll judge on how it feels. Well, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to just lay in the middle of the railroad tracks because I'm just too tired to get... That's, that's the kind of decisions flesh makes. It's not smart. Right? We don't want to be led around by our selfish old selves. Right? And the way not to do it is to put them off. Right? And not drag them around. Not try to keep part of them. Right? That, you know, that's the biggest thing. People want to, they want to keep some of it and just cover it up with love. No, you don't want to do that. You're going to impair love. Amen? You don't want to do that. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and in holiness. So what's that really said? It says to put on the new self created to be like love. Because God is love. So it said, you put your new self on and you're created to be like love. 
you now have been created to be like love in true righteousness, not that fake stuff, true righteousness and holiness. Our new self is created to be like love, do right, and live in love. Amen? Glory to God. It's a good thing, right? Verse 25. Therefore, each of you must what? Put off. In other words, you can't keep this and put on. Right? So you've got to put off falsehood and, speaking, and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give a foot, uh, the devil a foothold. Anger. You could get angry. Right? And God's going to give you the whole day to get out of it. Right? Why? Because what, what happens after it goes to bed? It becomes bitterness. It becomes hardness. It becomes offense. And, it be, and, and you begin to not see anymore. Why? Because now you're back in selfishness. Amen? Because they didn't do this. This didn't happen. It should have been this way. I didn't get this. They don't care about me. Why didn't they do this? Why are you angry? Get rid of it. You can't have this and put on the new self. You can't have this and put on love. Amen? He's telling us how to do it right here. This is the first step. Get rid of, get, get rid of speaking falsehood. In other words, quit talking bad about people. Quit talking bad, period. Right? Amen? Speak truthfully. Right? If your neighbor asks you something, tell them the answer. Or else tell them they don't want to know. Amen? <laughs> They're both the truth sometimes. Sometimes they need the answer and sometimes they don't want to know. Amen? <laughs> What's it do if you don't? It's a foothold for the devil. It's making provision for the flesh. You don't want to make provision for your flesh. You don't want to put a you don't want to say, "Okay, devil, let me leave this stake in here just in case you want to have a foothold." Right? No. No footholds for him. We're not we're not going to do that. We're not going to start thinking selfishly. We're not going we're going to stay in our new self. Amen. That's created in love. Like love. Amen. Verse, uh, go to verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Unwholesome talk. That doesn't just mean to them. You, know, you don't want to stand around in a crowd and talk bad about your nation. You don't want to stand around in a crowd and talk sickness. You don't want to stand around in a crowd and talk poverty. You don't want, you don't want to do it. It's unwholesome. You don't want you if you talk bad about yourself, you're speaking unwholesome. Right? Why? Cuz it's contrary to what God believes about you. Amen. Amen. If you say, you know, people get in condemnation, they say, "Oh, I'm just no good. <laughs> I'm just no good, God. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll never be any good." And God's saying, "Well, if you'd ask me for forgiveness, I could do something, but if you're going to act like a big baby, I can't do a thing for you right now." You can act like a big baby and cry all day long and tell, tell him you can't do nothing. Why? Because that's selfish and it's easy to do. And it's you focused on you now. I just mess up all the time. That's all I ever do is mess up. I never do anything right. You are so full of unwholesome talk right now that God can't even get to you. He's sitting there saying, stop, 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 stop. You're talking bad about my kid. You know, if somebody walked up to me and said, you know that Ramsey, she's about the worst. I can't stand her. She does this and she does... You know what? I'd grab him around the throat about the second sentence. 
You reckon God feels that way when you start talking about your, about, bad about yourself? And He feels that way when you start talking bad about your brothers and sisters too. Right? We're not going to do unwholesome talk. Right? This weekend, when we see people that come to get, we're going to be happy for them. Amen? Guess what? They came to get and they got. Glory to God. I'm going to give some stuff for them to got. Amen? And I'm going to be happy when they get it. Glory to God. And I don't care if they got three of them. Now they got four. Glory to God. Right? You guys with me still? No unwholesome talk, but only that which is helpful. That which is going to build somebody up. It's going, to, it's going to pick them up off the ground and it's going to help carry them to the next step. That's what we're here for each other. Right? They're feeling bad. So we say, oh, no, no, you're a great person. God's put everything in you to win this. You already have the victory. Come on, get to that next step. Come on, get to that next step. Keep picking them up. Keep picking them up. I don't care if they fall down 67 times. Pick them up 68. Yeah. Amen? That's what love does. It doesn't talk about them. It doesn't talk bad about them. It keeps. It keeps. It stays with them. Amen. And it benefits them. When you say something, make sure it's something that has value. Things that have no value don't benefit you. Right? What's What's going to make give it value? Love. Love gives everything value. Amen. Think about everything that he said in First Corinthians 13. If I prophesy, if I have faith, he said none of that means anything if I don't have love. But if I have love, they all mean something. Right? That's what he, He's not saying they don't mean anything. He's saying they don't mean anything without love. Right? So it does, You know, I don't care if you feed two billion people and you don't love one of them, you did nothing. Get your name on a plaque somewhere because there's your reward. <laughs> Maybe they'll name an arena after you somewhere. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. <sighs> Glory to God. <laughs> Words that tear people down grieve the Holy Spirit. What's the next verse? It's, let's, let's look at it this way. Let's read it all together. And Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, only, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those that listen. And, guess what and is? It's a conjunction. It hooks two things together. Amen? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Talking bad about people grieves the Holy Spirit. Amen. He just steps back. He says, I can't get involved in this. I don't talk this way. You're not talking to me. Right? It's a conjunction. It hooks them together. Right? You guys remember Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? <laughs> right? Hooking up phrases, calls. Yeah. It's got the railroad tracks. Yeah. Right? And there really is a song, What About Me? <laughs> Man. I have to watch again now. Hook them together. You don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. That's 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 your strength. That's what you want to yield to the Holy Spirit. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, you won't talk unwholesome. You won't say things that hurt people. You'll be gentle and kind. Amen. You could go to the most hurting person in the world this way and pick them right up. 
And they'd hear you. Why? Because that love drew, them, drew you to them and drew them to you. And it gave you an in. It gave you ability. It endowed you with power. Amen? To be who you needed to be right then. Amen? Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander. You know, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and then talking bad. Talking bad's a bigger deal than people make it. You say, well, I just want you to pray for him, but you just won't believe what Lucy did. I just want you to pray for him, but let me tell you all about their story first. You don't need... You know what? I rarely want to hear somebody's story when they tell me to pray. I, I don't want to hear the whole story because I don't care how you got there. God loves you. The mercy of God isn't giving to you on the basis of how good your story is and whether, you know, well, let me, is that what God does? He stands there and says, okay, well, let me hear the story. If it's good enough, I'll decide whether or not to give you something. <laughs> well, God, I, I had lots of money and, and I was over here and, and I thought this was the thing to do. And they go through this whole story and you, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. God loves you. You don't need to tell me the story because I love you. And I don't want you to hurt. I don't want you to hurt because He don't want you to hurt. Amen? And I can pray a prayer of faith if you're truly repentant and you truly want help. Amen? Right? Because you know what? I'm going to be merciful because guess what I'm going to need later? (laughs) Amen? You know what? I ain't stupid. When I do something wrong, I don't go say, well, God, it really wasn't that wrong. I I was going to do it. You know, who are you talking to? It's God. He knows every reason why you did it. Not only how you did it, but why you did it. There's no reason for me to try to make up a story. I want to just go, give me mercy, God, I was stupid. He can work with that. Amen? And when somebody comes to us for prayer, for help, it's not our job to say, well, i got to know why you're in the situation. You're going to have to tell me why you don't have any money. You've got to tell me why you're sick. No! Is that what happened to the guy at the pool of Bethesda? Is that what Jesus said? He said, as soon as you tell me why you're sick, you can get up off that mat. No. After he got up off the mat and was carrying his mat around... Jesus said, don't do that again or something worse will happen. After He loved Him. Right? <laughs> yeah. you got to do that with your kids too. Right? Fix it. Fix it, then teach them. Right? Fix it, then teach them. God doesn't use bad things to teach people. He'll, he'll do it, but he don't. That's not what he's trying to do. Don't, don't get me wrong. I've learned a lot of things by being stupid. But God had a better way. He didn't need me to be stupid to teach it to me. He's a really good teacher. He's the best. And he didn't need me to, me, to mess up to learn. Messing up does not cause learning. And it does not bring faith. Right? Right? No. Causes you to have to get in faith sometimes. Amen. Glory to God. Are we still having fun? Where was I? Verse 30? Verse 31. Yeah. 31. Get rid of 
What's that mean? Put off, get rid of, take off, get away. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, all these, all along with every form of malice. Then we get into what you do. You be kind and compassionate to one another. Compassionate. Amen? That's forgiving each other just as, even as, on the same level as God forgave you. Amen? Not, not, (laughs) that's where it's important to know how much you were forgiven. Right? You know, people that don't, you know, people that have little value on forgiveness, forgive little. We talked about this, I think, last time I talked. Right? Forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness is the ultimate act of love. That's why Jesus died, so that we could be forgiven our sins and be made righteous again. Forgiveness is love. Amen? And to, to, to not offer that to somebody else means you have not love. Boy, it got quiet. It's a big deal, isn't it? Because, well, you don't know what he did. You obviously weren't there when this happened. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Guess how much it's going to matter two million years from now? Guess how much it's going to matter 20 years from now? Two years. Two weeks. Most of the stuff that we get all riled up about ain't worth, a, ain't worth an hour of your time. Amen? Forgive. Forgive. Amen? Just as God forgave you. That's what children of love are. That's what children of love do. Amen? Glory to God. Want some more answers? Colossians 3. I'm having fun. Word's good. Amen? It's true. If we stick with the Word, we can't go wrong. Amen? I could give you a bunch of opinions. I've got them. God showed me how many I have. Actually, He's continuing to show me how many I have. And He says, do you have Word to back that? I'm like, no. He said, then that would be an opinion. I'm like, okay, well, we won't give that anymore then. Amen? So we'll go with the Word. Amen? In Colossians 3, uh, verse 9, uh, put this up in the King James, actually. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. It's obvious that the old man lies. <laughs> Why does he lie? Well, he doesn't want to look bad. You're right. He wants you to believe something that's not true, so you'll be happy. So you'll go, even if you, at least if you go away happy, you go away. Right? <laughs> right? The old man don't care about nobody. He wants an end to the to the whole thing, and he wants him to look good and have what he wanted. That's what he wanted. So he'll lie, cheat, still to get it. Amen. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. Right? You didn't even care about you. <laughs> right? People that don't know God don't even care about themselves. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? Lie not one to know, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Go on to verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. That goes back to what we just read. Created in the image of love. 
Created in the image of God. The new self is like God. If we will yield to the Holy Spirit and allow our new self to lead and guide us in every decision we make, first of all, we won't answer very quick. You ever know? <laughs> Nancy knows this. She comes down and says, Dave, we've got to do this. I say, no, we're not going to do that. We never do it. We've never done it before. We're not going to do it. And she goes back up to her office and waits for my phone call. And then I, then I let love speak. I say, well, yeah, you know, I think it's going to affect their life if this doesn't happen. This, we, we, yeah, we got to do this. And, do, and, and after I shut Dave up, we can let God talk. Amen? Wouldn't it have just been better to shut up in the first place, wait for the Holy Spirit and the love of God to come up with the right answer? Amen? Instead of coming up with the wrong answer and having to redo it. But Nancy's smart enough not to do it because she knows, don't. (laughs) Dave's still growing. Amen? Glory to God. Where are we at? Verse 10. Yeah, that's where we're at. To verse 10. Go to verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, God's chosen. Put, this is what you're putting on now. You've put off the old self, you're putting on the new self, and this is what you're putting on. Put on, therefore, as God's elect, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. First thing you want to put on. Right? You're getting dressed now. It's time to get dressed. It's, it's the Christian life, and now it's time to get dressed. Get up and put on your bowels of mercy. Amen? Because you don't want to leave the house without mercy because the first person that pulls in front of you, you're getting ready to call a name. Right? The next person that calls and asks something of you, if you don't have this on, you're judging. If you have this on, mercy is love without judgment. Mercy is love without judgment. Amen? That's why we want mercy. Right? Judgment will get you what you deserve. I don't want what I deserve. Right? I want mercy. And so I'm going to put on my bowels of mercies. Amen? And that's going to be tender heartedness. Amen? That's going to be tender mercies. Glory to God. That's the kind of stuff we want to have. Amen? We want to have that kind of mercy. Jesus had that kind of compassion. Those mercies are called compassions. Amen? Jesus, look at Matthew 9.30. Six. Jesus was moved by compassion. In other words, He didn't judge. He was moved by compassion. Compassion doesn't judge. It's love. Love is full of mercy. Amen? Matthew 9.36 But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion. You know how you can be moved with compassion? Have it. You know how you cannot be moved with compassion? Don't have it. Right? Put it on. He was moved with compassion. Why? Because He had it every day. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And He looked out over them. He said, I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't think they can even make it. They're so stupid. They're walking around in circles. Is that what Jesus said? No. He looked at them and He loved them. He loved them not because they were doing everything right, but because they were doing everything wrong. And He said, I can help them. Why? Because that's what love does. It looks at a situation and it says, I can make this better. I can do something about this. 
So Jesus looked out over the crowd and he had compassion on them. He said, because they're fainting, they're quitting, and they're scattered abroad like sheep with no shepherd. What's 37 say? And he said unto his disciples, the harvest is... He called them a harvest immediately. He said, I want them. (laughs) That's like looking at the worst team in the world and saying, give me them. Yeah, give me the ones that can't run, can't hit, don't have any gloves. That's the ones I want. The ones that don't show up for practice. <laughs> that's, that's, Jesus said, that's my harvest. He saw them as a harvest. He said they're scattered everywhere and they look like sheep without a shepherd. The harvest is plenteous, plenteous whatever that word is. There's lots of it. How about that? But the laborers are few. Why? Because the laborers have to put on vows of mercy. The laborers have to be walking in that compassion. The laborers have to love when somebody else isn't loving. The laborers can't sit in a service like this and say, yeah, y'all ought to be helping me. Oh, how did he switch gears just like that? Somebody's thinking that. Look at this. You're, you're not who needs help. You're who helps. Amen? Christians got to quit looking at themselves as the sick and the poor. If you're a Christian, you're not the sick and the poor. Right? If you come and you say, I'm poor, that don't make sense to what Jesus did for you. You're not poor. You may be in a, in a momentary lapse of financial funds. But you ain't poor. Your dad's rich. Amen? Back to this. Then saith he, the disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous and the laborers are few. The people who are willing to sacrifice and give and become that that fragrant offering to God are few. Right? Church is full of people. How many are going to love? How many are going to walk in love? How many are going to daily say, I'm living the life of love. Amen? All y'all, right? Right? Who's going to volunteer to live the life of love? You're not giving anything up. You're getting it. Amen? You're getting it. See, that's the problem. Our flesh is, oh, you're giving up your freedom now. You're going to have to go to church all the time. You're going to have people calling you, wanting help all the time. And you say, yes, I am, and I'm going to have something to help them with. Amen? Before, you would have had nothing to help them with. You couldn't even help yourself. That's right. Amen? Now you can. Bowels of compassion. Go back to uh, Colossians 3.12. Bowels of compassion. That's the first thing we put on. second thing we put on is kindness. Kindness. Right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Love is patient and kind. It's not just patient. It's patience with kindness. you got a lot of people that will wait forever, but they'll complain the whole time they're waiting. I don't know when we're going to get it. I know we're going to get it, but maybe we'll get it soon. I hope we get it because I'm sure tired of waiting on them. But I'll wait because I know I'm going to get it. Why don't you be kind while you're waiting? Right? Patience. We've been looking at it in prayer. Patience is cheerful. Cheerful. Right? Hopeful endurance. Cheerful, hopeful endurance. It's not asking if it's going to get it. It's just a matter of when. Right? And if you really know that, 
you're cheerful and hopeful. You're not, you're not wondering if you're going to get it. You know you are. And you can do this and be kind. With other people, you can be patient and kind. Amen? You don't just have to say, you know what, I'm waiting with you. You better just stay away from me. I'm tired of it. We're going to get this. Kindness sometimes will say, you know, I know you're having a tough day. Come here. Stand by me. I'm, I'm going to hold your arms up today. You're having a little bit of a rough day. Kindness will go in there and help when other people say, I'll be praying for you. I'll be at home if you need me. Now I'm going to have my caller ID on in case you call. Right? No, kindness helps all the time. Kindness doesn't quit. Kindness, when, when, it's, when it's at its worst, when they're crying and spitting up snot, and, and it's, it'll still hug you and get it all over his shirt. Right? Okay, a little graphic, but it still happens. Been there, done that. I'm sorry I ruined that guy's shirt. <laughs> Glory to God. Humbleness. <laughs> we better get off that. Humbleness. Humbleness doesn't think it's better than somebody. It doesn't look at you and say, I can't believe you're in that problem. How in the world did you ever get there? High-minded, high-minded people don't help anybody. When, if you talk to somebody from above them, you'll never help them. Right? Because you needed the same amount of blood to save you that they need. You need the same amount of mercy that they need. You need the same amount of love that they need. You ain't no better. You ain't going to be better. In fact, is as soon as they get saved, they're going to be just like you. Right? Glory to God. Humbleness. Humbleness doesn't think more of itself than it ought to. Look at Romans 12.3. NIV. Okay, King James. Okay, NIV. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Think of yourself in sober judgment. Think of who you were. Think of who you are. Think of why you are who you are. Not just that who you are. You, know, you got too many people saying, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Good, good. How'd you get that way? I bowed my knee to the Lord. And I said, I can't do this. I'm worthless. But with you, I'm everything. Amen? And I received Jesus as Lord. And now, I don't have to think more highly of myself than I ought. Because the same thing, the same problem they're in. You know, I, always, I remember when I used... I was reading the Old Testament, and you'd look at the children of Israel. Man, I was reading that, and I'm like, they'd, they'd go through the Red Sea, and three, three weeks later, they don't have water to drink, and they're whining. And they, they get water to drink, and then, well, yeah, we got water, what about food? And they get food, and, well, yeah, we got this, but what about this? Why'd you bring us out here to die? I mean, it's like over and over and over again. And, and I said, God, why don't they get it? And he said, the same reason you don't. Right? Because I was being high-minded to even ask the question. Right? Everybody's going somewhere. Some people are just at a different place. Right? 
Amen. Humbleness. Meekness. These are all things we're putting on. Also remember the last one said humbleness of mind. Thinking too high of yourself. Humbleness of mind. Thinking too high of yourself. You don't think high of yourself if, you're, if, you're, if, you get, if your mind has true humility. Amen. It knows how it got to be where it got. Amen. I got nothing in this world without God. You know what? I don't want nothing in this world without God. Amen. Gave me a pretty wife, good daughter, scaredy cat dog. Meekness. Meekness. Gentleness is meekness. Meekness is a quality of love that's uh, overlooked, but it's one of the highest qualities of love. If you look at uh, Moses, look at uh, Numbers 12.3. Meekness is, an, is, is, a, is, is something in you that will love people when others won't. Meekness will allow you to forgive and love immediately. Amen? Look what Moses did here. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. In other words, Moses was the most meekest person in the world. Amen? That's Dave English for you. The most meekest. Go on. Go, um, actually, go... Yeah, keep going. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and said unto Aaron... Um, oh, let me preface this. Aaron and Miriam decided that they didn't like Moses' choice for who he married. This, this, is what, this is what started all this. Before this, before Moses is the meekest man on the earth, they're mad because Moses married Zipporah. Amen? I wish I knew which verse to take you to so we could skip all that. i tell you what, just turn over to Numbers 12. It's not that hard to find. Is it? I had it in my Bible at one time. Numbers 12. They spoke against the prophet is what they did. Right? And, and, and the Lord said, When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. Right? He, but this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. When, with him, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles, when he sees the form of the Lord. Right? Why then were you not afraid to speak against Moses? And the anger of the Lord burned against them, and, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from the tent, Miriam was stood, stood there with leprosy. The Lord was mad. Took his hand off. He was upset. Pulled away, and there's Miriam with leprosy. What did Moses do? Moses is the meekest man in all the earth. Let's see what Moses did. Well, first of all, Aaron turned towards her and saw that she had leprosy and said unto Moses, Please, my Lord, do not hold against us this sin. He's talking to Moses. He's not talking to God. Do not hold against this, uh, us this sin which we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be, a, be like a stillborn infant coming into its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses said, hey, you should have shut your mouth. You got, you're getting exactly what you deserve. You made your bed, now lie in it. Is that what Moses said? No, because Moses is the meekest man in all the earth. 
Amen? And the meekest man in all the earth knows that forgiveness and love are qualities that he can produce right here. And he's been asked to forgive somebody. And he immediately forgave them and he asked the Lord not to let her be sick. Right? He said, he, he said, so Moses cried out to the Lord, God, please heal her. Now that doesn't sound like somebody that's just been made fun of, that's been talked bad about, right? Love don't care about that. Why? He's, he's the, one of the qualities of love that we're to put on. He's the meekest. He's got the most of it. Amen? And the most of it comes out and says, no, I forgive them. I forgive them, Lord. Heal them. That's how we're to be. I don't care what they've said about you. I don't care what they've done to you. Right? You know, because I can tell you right now, it's just like talking bad about my daughter. You start talking bad about my wife, and my hands immediately start going towards the throat. Yeah, it's that flesh trying to raise back up. They talked bad about his wife. And that he'd made a bad decision, and he shouldn't have done it. They talked bad enough, they made God mad, and God is gracious and kind and good and loving. These are the descriptive qualities of God. And they made him mad. They talked pretty bad about Moses. Amen? But Moses interceded for him. Love intercedes. Love steps in no matter what it's been through. Amen? And Moses stepped in and said, No, Lord, heal her. And she got healed, right? You guys know the end of the story. She got her healing. That's what meekness, that's, that's one of those qualities that we want to have. Why? Because with that quality, people can hurt you and you'll still love them. Without that quality, people hurt you and you bite back. Right? We don't want to bite back. Right? We want to love back. Amen? Somebody bites you, you love them back. Amen? You may love them a little bit of a distance so you don't get bit again. Amen? Got to be wise. Glory to God. Long-suffering. Back to patience. Patience. Patience believes. Patience knows it already has those things that it's asked for. Patience is, is, is the partner with faith, and it's not going to quit on you. Amen? People that walk in love have patience. They put on patience. They have to, or they're going to quit. Right? You ever seen somebody that didn't have patience? They quit. I've been that person. said, I go to the restaurant, and there's 15 people in line. Ten minutes later, I'm still hungry. I'm like, let's go somewhere else. And guess what? The 15 to 20 minutes that it took me to drive somewhere else, I could have been in sitting in the restaurant. (laughs) Glory to God. See, aren't you glad I used me as an example so you never have to be that way? I didn't pick anybody out of the crowd. Keep your hands down. We don't want testimonies. Amen? Patience. Patience is part of that mercy. It's part of that compassion. Amen? If you go back to compassion, compassion and sympathy aren't the same thing, right? Sympathy is nothing like compassion. Sympathy is like agreeing with the problem. Amen? Sympathy is like taking an aspirin. Right? It'll make your head feel better, but it won't heal you. Right? And three hours later, you'll have a headache again. Right? Sympathy says, oh, poor baby. Yeah. And you feel good after they do it. And it makes your flesh feel good. Oh, man. 
You mean they did that to you? Oh, I can't believe it. And, and then what happened? Oh, no, those dogs. And you talk bad about the people that did it, so it makes them feel better. Amen? You're petting their flesh. Right? It's, it's an aspirin, and it ain't going to heal you. Compassion, it'll fix you. It'll say, hey, get up. Don't be mean. Don't be mad at them. Stop talking bad about them. Right? Get up. Come on. You can do this. Right? Compassion will do that. Amen? Forbearing. Forbearing with one another. Is that what it says? I lost my verses. I went too many pages away. Forbearing one another. Forbearing is the refusal to quit. Absolute. Right? Put up with. Will not quit. I don't care if you scream, kick, climb the walls. I'm putting up with you. I'm going to be here until the end. I love you. I know you got it in you. And I'm not quitting on you. You're coming out of this thing all the way. I got your hand. I got your back. I got your front. What else you need me to get? Amen? Forbearance. You don't have to quit. Amen? Endure. Right? Bear with. Right? Have you ever heard somebody say, bear with me? What are they saying? Give me some time. Bear with them. Give them some time. They're going to come out. Love does that. Love does that. Right? The flesh doesn't. It says, oh, they're never going to change. Get rid of them. Right? Any, any employers ever had an employee like that? And you kept them and they ended up being the best one? Or sometimes you kept them and it didn't work out. <laughs> right? But you tried. Right? As, as brothers and sisters in Christ, not only do we try, we're there until victory comes. We're not there to the end. We're there till victory comes. Amen? Not just the end. If it ends and victory's not there, we pick up the bat, we pick up the ball, we play another inning. Amen? Satan doesn't get to judge when the game's over. The game is over when we win. That's when it's over. Not until we win, we win. Amen? And if you forbear with one another, you'll be there at the end of the game when we're raising our hands in victory. Amen? Glory to God. Forbearing with one another. We're going to get through all these, aren't we? Forgiving one another. We've talked about forgiving one another. It's the ultimate act of love. You can't, be in lo- you can't love and not forgive. I'm sorry. If there's somebody in here that thinks they can love and be in unforgiveness, you're wrong. Okay, we'll go on. Everybody's got that. If any man have a quarrel against any, hmm, even if you're right, yeah, even if you're right, right? <laughs> yeah, because you know we're in this day. Well, but I'm right. I should I should fight to the end. I'm right. You know what? Being right ain't going to make you right in the end. In fact, is you're you fighting for your right to be right will make you more wrong than you've ever been. I don't think I could. <laughs> right? You couldn't. You can't fight for your right to be right. Right? I mean, we live in this world where they say the customer's always right. And you know, that used to be true. But it's not anymore. Now the customer just gets their way. And that ain't right. But you know what? It ain't for us to say it's right. I don't fight with people like that. You shouldn't fight with people like that. Why? First of all, you can't win. And if you did win, you'd drive them further away. Right? That that money's not worth it. That money won't bring them back to Christ. That money won't save their soul. 
Amen? It's not worth it. You can make another $10,000. He may never get another opportunity to receive Christ. Amen? Give it up. Give it up. Love does. Everybody smile. Love does. Glory to God. Everybody say glory to God. We're going back to the next one. <laughs> and above all these things, above everything else, first of all, we had to take off all the old junk. We had to take off the selfishness, the strife, the envy, the bitterness, the yuck, the ook, the junk. Ew. And we took all that off. And we started clothing ourselves in the good stuff. We got some meekness and some humbleness and, and we got forbearance and forgiveness. And we got all and we're putting it all on and then we grab our cloak of love. Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. It's what takes, that's what I'm telling you. Love is what takes all those qualities and gives them value. Meekness without love isn't meekness. Humility without love is talking bad about yourself. Right? <laughs> right? You say, I'm just a worm. That's, that's what people who really think they're humble do. I, I am no good. I am unworthy. I, I'm such a dog. Aren't I humble? No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Amen? None of these qualities without putting on this love. It binds them all together. It keeps them in the right place. It uses them at just the right time. What am I going to need today? Love will know. Love will know. Am I going to need meekness? Pull out some meekness. Am I going to need my humility? And what am I going to need? Love cloaked around you. Right? It's got all those things, and, and, and it's going to use them exactly the way love would, and they will have the most value in every situation. They will change every circumstance, and they will fix lives through love. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 13. You knew we had to go there before we closed, didn't you? 1 Corinthians 13. Glory to God. We're putting this on. This is what we're putting on. Because all the qualities of love and all the qualities that love uses are qualities that are born out of love. Amen? Every quality we just talked about are born out of love. They're God-given qualities, right? To use them without love is to misuse them. Amen? Right? You can't use patience without love. It won't work. Right? How does faith work? By love. Amen? The things of God work by love. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Love suffers long. It's patient and it's kind. That's what we talked about earlier. It's not only patient, it's kind while it's patient. Amen? It's not mean. It's not patient and mean. It's patient and kind. Love envies not. It doesn't want what you have. It's happy that you got what you got. Amen? And you know what? It's not just happy because it's going to get it. That, and don't get me wrong. It's great that you're going to get it. But you got to be happy that they got it. Not just because you're going to get it. Yes, you are going to get it. You're in the same line. But you need to be happy that they got it. Genuinely in love, happy for someone else that received something from God, not just because now you see you can have it. 
Yes, it is good to have that kind of vision to say, they got it, yes, I can have it now. But it's even better to say, man, they got it, they got it. They've been believing for it and they got it. And then later that night say, hey, I could have that too. I'm in the same line. Glory to God. We don't want to get these things confused and twisted, right? It envies not. Chari- uh, love vaunteth not itself. It's not proud. How about that? I don't know what vaunteth means, but it ain't proud. It ain't proud and it ain't always telling you what it knows. That's what that whole thing means. It, ain't, it doesn't vaunt itself and it's not puffed up. It's not proud and it's not always telling you what it knows. Sometimes people don't need to hear what you know. They just need to know you love them. Because nobody cares what you know till they know that you care. Amen? So you can tell them everything that God's ever showed you, and unless they believe you love them, nothing. You had no value. You were a big old clanging cymbal and a resounding gong. Right? Pride and, and puffed up knowledge, worthless. Amen? Love doesn't do it. Right? This is what we're putting on. Now we don't have to do it. Right? Because we put on love. And love doesn't act in pride. And it doesn't tell people everything it knows. Amen? It doesn't behave rude. Unseemly is what the King James says. That's rude. Right? Love's not rude. You know, you see people say, well, you know, I just had to kick them out of that. No. Were you rude? Because if you were, that ain't love. I don't know how you did it. But if you were rude, you weren't doing it in love. Amen? <laughs> Seeks not her own. She's not un- it's not unseemly and it's not seeking its own. It's not rude and it's not looking for its own. It's not selfish. Selfishness and love can't exist together. They are totally incompatible. You can't get something for you with love. <laughs> Does that make sense, guys? <laughs> People don't like that. Love is to get things for other people. It's always looking after others. It's never looking after itself. Right. Amen? Amen. If, if, if you're using all your spiritual warfare for you, back off and take a look at it. Because your quickest way out is to love someone else. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Your quickest way out is to serve God do something for other people. And not do something for other people so you can get out. Do something for other people because you love them and you'll get out. Amen? It, it, and, and I say that because I know how my mind used to think. I remember when the bankers were laughing at me and saying, I can't even believe you're in business. How did you stay in business for seven years and you look like this on paper? You should just be thanking God every day that you still have a store. And all I was thinking is, God, what do I need to do to make me prosper? God, what do I need to do to get me money? God, what do I need to do? And you know what? I never got an answer to that question. Instead, he had me start going to church and I met a guy that said, hey, you want to help us with this? I said, yeah. I said, I'll try that. And I went to a Bible study one night and started talking. They said, hey, you ought to teach. He said, okay, I'll do that. And then I did this other, and I said, oh, you want to help with these kids? Yeah, I'll do that. You want to teach a Sunday school class? Yeah, I'll do that. 
And I wasn't doing it because God told me to do it to get out of my problem. I was doing it because I loved them. And I enjoyed doing it for God. God tricked me into loving people and and saved me by doing it. (laughs) Glory to God. Man, I look back at this today and I'm like, God, you just had a plan. And you just didn't even let me know about it. He said, yeah, I did. You said yes every time. And I thought, that's true. And man, did I have the time of my life teaching five Bible studies a week, lining up inner city kids for the weekend, and Kim saw me two hours a day. You know, people think I don't see her now. Man, I, that was, I rarely saw her then unless she went to Bible study with me. And I didn't come home and say, oh, i got Bible study. I said, oh, i got to go, Kim. i got Bible study. Amen? I mean, I was excited. Glory to God. That's the way we got to stay when we love people. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. It's the way we live. Right? It's the, it's the way we live. It's the way we have and enjoy life. Love. Amen? It'll change your thinking. It'll change your doing. It'll change your being. It'll make you better than you ever thought you could be. Amen? And it'll cause you to do things that you never thought you'd do. And when you get done with them, you'll say, thank you for letting me be a part of that, Lord. I never even thought it would come out this way. And it's always good. Glory to God. Glory to God. Love seeks not its own. It's not easily provoked. It never thinks bad about people doesn't think evil and that's we're not talking about thinking about pornography and it doesn't think bad about people it doesn't think bad love doesn't think bad it thinks good amen when somebody says oh that person's horrible you say man they got good hair <laughs> right rejoices not in iniquity but rejoices in the truth always loves to see People hear about the goodness of God. Always rejoices when the truth, when the real answers come. Amen? It bears all things. It never quits. bears all things. It never quits. It believes all things. It's always in faith. Love never gets out of faith. Love has never lost its faith. It never gets out of faith. It is faithful and it will never quit on you. Amen? It hopes all things. It's expecting for you all the time. It is expecting every day for the very every moment. It says, I believe for the, with them for that. They're going to get it today. And it's excited. It's hopeful. It's truly believing that it's going to have those things that it's asked for. Love is hopeful. Amen? It endures all things. It never, ever, ever faints. It doesn't get tired. Love doesn't get tired. Right? You ever get tired? Well, guess what? Okay. Love doesn't. Sometimes when, when you got your faith buddy and you're pulling on them and you're pulling on them and you're pulling on them and you're saying, God, I hope they don't get tired, pray for their love. Amen? Because you're pulling it out of them. Love doesn't quit. It doesn't get tired. It doesn't grow weary. It never gives up. And it always wins.
Love never fails. Glory to God. If we, if we take these qualities and we walk in them and we live in them and we clothe ourselves with them, dressed for success every day, we walk out the door. You know, i got stuff in my pockets that every night I put them in the exact same place. And if one of those things is missing, I go check the pocket that that was in because I know it can't be missing. We should be that diligent with these things of God. Did I walk out the door without my bowels of mercy? Did I walk out the door without my forgiveness? Did I walk out the door without my meekness today? If you catch yourself being snippy and biting people, did I walk out the door without my humility and meekness? What happened to me? i got to go back home and get that. Stop. We don't have to be that way. We are a witness to the world. And our love is what we'll be known by. Glory to God. We can take these qualities and clothe them all in love and change the world. Not just change your world, change the world. Amen. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You know, this weekend we got a lot of, lot of, lot of, friends coming we got a lot of people that we don't know coming clothe yourself make sure you don't forget one part of your of your dress for this weekend don't do it every day but this weekend we got people coming we don't want to think with our human mind because you'll see things that your that your flesh don't like that don't mean it's you're right Right? Even if you have a good argument, that doesn't mean you're right. And guess what? Even if you were right, you could love right on past it. Amen? We want to clothe ourselves in these things. We want to put off the old. And we want to put on the new. And we want to walk in these characteristics and qualities and forces. These are not just emotions. They are forces. They are a spiritual force that will come out of you at any and all times if you're walking and living the life of love. Amen? You guys got to say-